0: Everybody loves to set new goals for the new year. So depending upon when you listen to this show, I have got a very systematic approach that might help you not only create meaningful goals for the new year, but also break them down into monthly, weekly, and even daily activities. I talked to one entrepreneur about his systematic approach to doing just that. Check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the duct tape marketing podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Colin Gray. He's a speaker, teacher, podcaster and founder of the podcast host.com, among other things. I saw him speak in London this last fall when I was there speaking at the Upreneur summit, the first annual, uh, event held by Chris Ducker, and met and really uh, enjoyed his talk about goal setting. So I asked him to actually come back on or to come on the show and talk about that topic again. So Colin, thanks for joining me. I'm happy to
1: come on, John. Thanks for inviting me.
0: This, depending on people are listening on this, we're recording this at the end of the year, and that's uh, actually a very traditional time for people to think, gosh darn it, next year is going to be different. (laughs) I'm going to set some (laughs) goals and I'm going to stick with them. And of course, we all know that I don't know what the stats are, but I been at somewhere in the 90% range of people <laughs> that, uh, that give up within the first couple of weeks. So uh, yeah. t- uh, let's talk a little bit about not just goal setting. I mean, I, I think most people universally accept that it's a good thing to do, uh, but I don't think necessarily people universally um, stick with them. So you talked about a process that um, allowed you to set some goals, but then stick with them. So I'll let you kind of riff on that.
1: Yeah, sure. I think uh... – I think the thing that seemed to resonate with people in the talk that I did was uh, was splitting it up into the four levels. And I think that's really where, where I found a bit more success with them as well. And I, th- I put it around uh, or I pictured it around the bosses that you have to create for yourself. So the fact that we all you know, we all kind of aspire to be our own boss, but then actually we never actually act like a boss for ourselves. And often it's uh, it's a good thing having a boss because bosses tell us what to do. You know, they direct what we do and they they make sure we're doing things. And they, they also think about more strategically. So looking at that big picture uh, and planning it out and then doing those kind of uh, monthly plans, the weekly plans and the daily plans that we can stick to. So uh, that seemed to resonate with people, just the fact that, you know, because we're aspiring to be bosses, we want that flexibility. But that flexibility comes with costs, I suppose, in that you end up being a bit directionless and not really knowing where to go. So, uh, so yeah, I quite enjoyed uh, sort of setting out that structure, the four levels of bosses from a yearly plan to a monthly plan to a weekly plan to a daily plan. Uh, and that seemed to work for people.
0: So, and i agree those are there there's not it's not only different thinking there certainly are different i don't know to-dos tasks whatever projects we want to call yes. them they go on each of those yeah. so what would be some traditional things or typical things that might go on the yearly plan
1: yeah the th- the way that i've done yearly plans um, long ago when it wasn't really working for me was really just coming up with a set of random goals or a set of random things I wanted to achieve in the coming year. And it'll be related to the business, but you know, there was nothing really linking them together. I remember the first couple of years I had something right like 10 to 12 goals, which were maybe, for example, get my email list to 5,000 subscribers, uh, get on TV to promote what we do, um, speak at three different events. So they all, you know, they may have related tasks or they may have related themes, but I never really thought about it that way. And I found that, when I had a set of goals that were just picked out, you know, they kind of relate to KPIs, they relate to the business, but they had no relation to each other. I struggled with them. I just, there was nothing really to tie them together and it was hard to direct your work because there was so many different goals to go for. But more recently, the thing that I'm doing nowadays is actually setting themes. So much fewer themes for the year. So what I do is I think about maybe three or four big themes for the year that I want to achieve. So for me this year in 2017, one of my big themes was um, was visibility. So it was visibility for the company. I I really I we were doing well, you know, we're getting a lot of traffic, a lot of attention for the business. But I could see there was a tipping point where if we got over that tipping point, we'd be up to our next level. And so I had a few goals within that one theme, one of which was that one I just mentioned. So speak at a few events. Um, Another one around um, our uh, website traffic to 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 attain a certain level in our website traffic. And I just find that having goals that are in a, inside a theme they relate to each other it helps me direct my work because it means that I've only got four themes that I need to make sure that I'm achieving every month you know I for me it's making sure that you're taking a step forward with these goals every single month but you can't take a step forward with 10 goals every single month but if you have them in themes you know that you're taking a step forward with each of those themes each month and therefore those goals they're related within those themes. They're all kind of working with each other. And that just helps me it helped me direct my goals a lot more, made me feel like I was making more progress. And because of that progress, that helped me stick to, you know, to stick to those goals and keep working towards them.
0: Yeah. And I, I like that idea too, because it actually also offers you some filters. Because I mean one of the challenges with entrepreneurs is we we we're we may be presented with 10 new opportunities a week of things we could do. Yeah. Uh, and some of them might not be on your goal sheet, but you might actually say, you know what? That fits in my theme. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. that, that's going to support my theme. Or vice versa, you're going to also say, you know what? That I really want to do that. <laughs> that really sounds fun. <laughs> I could spend a lot of time doing that, but it doesn't fit in my theme. And so I'm going to say no.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So your, your goals are, are directed by your theme, but you're not a subservient to your goals. You know, you're not a slave to them. You can kind of alter them and, and work with them within those themes. As long as you're working towards those larger themes, then, then you know, you're, you know, you're growing your business.
0: So, do you plan, so the monthly theme comes, or I shouldn't say the monthly, the monthly activity sheet or goal sheet really is something that's very fluid. I mean, it, it, you're not planning out, okay, in March I'm going to do this, in April I'm going to do this. You wait till April 1st and you're planning, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So this was a bit of, uh, this was the tool that I found that really made the biggest difference to my planning um, in the last two years. And it's it's probably something that a lot of your listeners will be familiar with, which is the board pack. Um, If anyone's worked in a corporation, a really big business, They've probably been involved. They've probably come across a board, um, and a tool that a board uses. The, the board being, you know, your chairman, your CEO, your financial directors, all that kind of thing. They get together every month, and they set the strategy of the business. They sort of set the direction for that month. They make sure you're going towards your yearly goals, and the way they do that is through their, their board pack. And the board pack is just a, a really quite a short document, just two or three pages, which lists what happened last month. Um, so what tasks were we trying to achieve? How well do we do with them? What are we going to do next month? You know, what are the tasks we're trying to achieve in the coming month? And then um a few things around the kind of strategic decisions. That's things like, uh, you know, the challenges that we can see coming up, the opportunities that we can see coming up, um, and really just things we have to keep an eye on. And I found that I set out my board pack in January the first time I used it and I had the themes in there and I had the goals. Sorry, no, I had my themes in there and I started setting tasks that I thought would go towards my goals. And this was the key thing. It was it was you could set those tasks in there and every task had to be aligned with one of my goals. But I didn't have to be going towards each goal every single month because I had the themes on the board pack. And I knew as long as I was spreading my tasks relatively evenly across the themes, and I was being pretty, until I was being, you know, as as clever as I could about um, going from month to month to month and making sure that it's aligned each month. Because I look back at the previous board pack before I create the next board pack. That was a a big factor in making a lot more progress because I could I could align stuff much more easily. I know I'm always making progress in each of those teams towards the related goals. And there's always a bit of alignment from month to month because I'm looking back before I look forward. That was just a big thing for me, that alignment. That was what I'd been missing before, you know, just going off in random directions um, at any given time.
0: Now, you are essentially doing this activity on your own, right? There's no team members that, that you're doing it with. Is that right?
1: No, at the start, actually, I was doing it on my own. So, yeah, I, it does work for uh, one person on their own. But actually, these days, it's for our team. We've got a team of five in total.
0: And so do they participate in the process of of creating that document?
1: Not everyone. But um, one of my, my kind of second-in-command does, yeah – generally it's me that creates it so I'm as the the director the CEO I suppose I'm responsible for creating the board pack but I'll meet up with him at the start of every month we'll have our kind of pseudo board meeting just the two of us um, and he'll give me feedback on it he'll you know he'll see the direction and we'll talk it through and it's him that I kind of of back and forth the you know those strategic decisions the the opportunities the challenges and just get feedback on what I've put together.
0: So, how has this changed your daily activity? I, you know, I've been in business for almost thirty years, and I'm pretty sure every single day I have made a to do list for that day. <laughs> um, but, but that, you know, that list has changed. What goes on there? What doesn't go on there? How, how yeah. is that? How has your daily planning been impacted by the fact that you have a monthly and a weekly plan?
1: Yeah, so the from the monthly plan, I've got a, a set of of large tasks. You know, a lot of them, those tasks will take a few days to to complete, like um, create a, an automated email sequence for a particular purpose or something. It's something that's going to take a little while to put together. So every week, what I do at the start of the month, particularly just after I've created that pack for the coming week on a Monday morning, I'll spend a couple of hours. I'll look through the board pack. I'll transfer some of those monthly tasks into my week. I'll say, right, here's what I've got on this week. Uh, I'll take out five or six things and I'll put it into, I actually use a, a Google Doc for this, just really simple, just a bullet point list of the five or six big tasks I want to bring out in my monthly pack into my weekly schedule. And that's my starting point. And from there, actually, this is a lot of people think this is pretty anal, but I, it's the only way that it's that I've found to be able to organise my week and feel in control. And I, it's having a spreadsheet that actually aligns every single day. So I have a spreadsheet which has Monday to Friday, uh, left to right. And I have slots in that week where I've got, uh, you know, the regular stuff like on a Tuesday morning, every Tuesday morning, I've got email list. So I need to either send out an email to our members or to our general newsletter. On a Wednesday morning, I've got blogging. So I need to write a blog post or refresh a blog post or something to do with the blog on Thursday podcasting. So we've got a whole morning to put together a podcast and there are slots that are in there every single week. But I also have on that schedule, I have open deep work slots. So I have at least one every day, um, at least quarter of a day, but more like half a day. So maybe a four hour slot. And at the start of the week, I actually slot these big weekly tasks into one of those slots. So, say that uh, that email sequence task that I've brought in from my from my board pack, I'll put that in on Wednesday afternoon, thinking, right, that's what I'm going to do Wednesday afternoon. So, my days tend to be planned ahead of time. They're planned on a Monday. um, And when it gets to Wednesday, all I do is open up that spreadsheet and I'll look at what I've got on that day. And uh, like I said at the time um, at the talk, I'm I'm not naive enough to think that I'll stick to this every single day. You know, things come up, things break, that kind of stuff. Um, But I think having this starter plan for the week and reviewing it each day just to say, right, realistically, is this still feasible? Is this still what I need to be doing today? Having that to start with you know as a starting point it just makes me feel so much more control uh, it makes me feel like i've got this little boss just sitting there telling me what to do which takes away anxiety takes away a lot of the the stress and it makes it it just makes me achieve a lot more in a day i think
0: how do you deal there's two two things that i think trip a lot of people up even people that do what you've done i mean they've planned it down to the minute and and then something takes Three times longer than you thought it would. (laughs) Yes. But you've got to finish it because it's due that day or something. I mean, how do you deal with that, number one? And then number two, I'm curious how you deal with things that maybe support the yearly plan, but they're they're kind of moving targets. um, An example might be your um, speaking so, so that's mm-hmm. something you mm-hmm. want to do. And so then you get booked for a gig, and then at some point you look up and go, Oh, I better make my slides for that. Um, you know, so it's like <laughs> that became a whole project that just got slotted in to that month or that week or whatever. So I'm curious yeah, how you yeah. how you deal with kind of those two fluctuations.
1: Yeah. The bigger so the bigger picture one, like the, the speaking, for example, I think this really it helps with that stuff a lot because so it, it makes me prioritize a lot more effectively because suddenly I see the themes, I see the goals within those themes. Um, and if somebody offers me an opportunity that I know is going to take up time, like speaking, like I know that's going to take up, like say preparation time, slides time, all that kind of stuff. I know I'm going to have to fit this in. I, I work on my weekly schedule every week. I want to work on my board pack every month. I can I can see what I've got to do so it makes me much more cognizant of whether I can fit something in um, and it also makes me think much more about how aligned that activity is with those goals so if a speaking opportunity comes up and it is a light really aligned I'll fit it in and I'll plan it at least a month or two ahead and it'll fit into the board pack in that way but because I can see that board pack ahead of time because I can see those tasks ahead of time those goals ahead of time I know that it's got to push something else back so just make it makes me prioritize things much more effectively it makes me value my time a lot more because i can see those activities that i've got to move (laughs) and i think i think that applies to the weekly schedule as well like you say about the like if something takes twice as long if if i end a day and there's a slot for um again take that example of say i'm creating a new email sequence i thought that was going to take four hours actually i'm only halfway through after those four hours I can look at the rest of the week and say, right, okay, I need another four hours for this. Where am I going to put that in? And I can look at this calendar. I can look at my spreadsheet. I can say, right, I've got this year, this year, this year. It makes me prioritise. I can see I've got to get rid of something else to fit this in. Um, either move it to the next week or get rid of it altogether. So there's something around that uh, that schedule that helps me prioritise, that helps me keep on track. And there's also just a simple fact that putting these together every week, it makes you a lot better at estimating time so you suddenly start being a lot better at at knowing how long something's going to take you and you know how there's a lot of power in that actually because I think that that's what leads to a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety for people and that you just you're not that good. I'm certainly still not brilliant, but I'm a lot better than I used to be about guessing (laughs) how long something's going to take. And that that helps me out a lot. It just makes me a lot calmer when I can estimate quite well. And having that week schedule in front of me, you can estimate a week's worth of work really effectively, um, which just it just helps you make progress much more quickly, I think.
0: As your team has grown, um, it probably helps if everybody's playing with the same sort of rules. Um, have you, um, um, with small business owners, this is probably not the right word, but I'm just going to use it anyway. Have you, sure. have you mandated uh, <laughs> that everybody on the team use a similar system?
1: <laughs> I, I have, yeah. Um, not mandated, like you say, it's not the right word. Uh, yeah, everyone. I show everyone how I do my work. I recommend that they do the same thing, and everyone does a variation of it. I don't. I don't think that the exact same thing works for every person. Some people are more organised naturally. Some people just can't work or don't enjoy working within that. Um. So no, everybody. Not everybody in my team does the exact same thing, but everybody has um a structure within which they work in. At least they all have. So they all at least have that regular slots um approach that i talked about so uh, matthew for example has a certain day where he does client podcasts every single week a certain day where he does a blog post every single week so that's that's important to me that all of my staff at least have those regular slots in their calendar because i feel like that is uh, that's a definite massive bonus to having this kind of weekly schedule the fact that you get those regular things out it makes you prolific with your content um uh, so, yeah, that I th- that's the minimum. But most of them at least do a little bit of the scheduling that I talk about.
0: So how do you, as the founder and leader, stop from blowing people's schedules up? Because, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, a very, very typical thing is everybody's working this way. They have their dependencies. Everybody's yeah. got their goals for the week. And then you come in and say, I've got this great new idea. We're going to do this <laughs> and this and this. And then all of a sudden everybody's yeah. You 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 throw a grenade in there.
1: <laughs> well, again, this this stops me doing that so much. I mean, you know what it's like. It's uh, when you when you run a company, when you're kind of entrepreneurial in nature, you you have these ideas, these kind of uh, shiny objects that you want to run towards. And this stops me doing that so much because if I have something that just a great idea that pops into my head, the first thing I think is right. Is this great idea aligned with one of my themes? if it is I think that's great okay keep thinking about it is it aligned with one of my goals uh if it is great if it's not then i need to think really really seriously about whether uh well no i don't even <laughs> so this is where i do, i was about to say think seriously about whether I should create a new goal but actually i don't i don't this doesn't it doesn't align with this year's goals so i don't do it so if it does align with a goal, then I don't put it in in the next couple of weeks. I put it onto the next section of my board pack. So when it comes to the start of the following month, I go through and I do my monthly board pack planning, and it's sitting there in the next section. And I'm then in you know that strategic frame of mind. I'm in that planning frame of mind, that planning ahead, the big picture, the strategic mind whereby I can sit and think dispassionately, is this really a good idea? And I'm kind of brought away from that, you know, that overenthusiastic jumping at every shiny thing state of mind so that I can really think well, logically about whether it's a good idea to put it in there. So I find that this stops me doing that so much, ruining my schedule and ruining my whole team's schedule, because it just, it brings you out of it and makes you really think about whether it's worth it.
0: So we have spent uh, most of our time today talking about your process, but, um, People are probably wondering what type of business do you apply all this to?
1: Indeed. Uh, Yeah, so we run a podcasting business, Uh, so good to be talking on a podcast. Uh, We help people to start their own show through uh, thepodcasthost.com. That's the website I've run for about the last six years now. Uh, So we do blogs, we do podcasts, we do a lot of video as well, and we've got a a coaching academy. We're developing software around podcasting too. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. Really enjoy it. Um, Creating our own shows as well as helping other other people start their own.
0: So I think when we were in London, you shared some some maybe documents or templates or kind of starters mm-hmm. for some of these tools. Um, is that something that you uh, would share with our, our audience or could share with our audience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to send them to that same starter page that I gave out at uh, at the, the conference, actually. You can find it over at thepodcasthost.com forward slash Y O U P. So Y O U P for Youpreneur.
0: <laughs> okay, well, well, and we'll have that in the show notes as well. So, right. Colin, thanks so much uh, for joining us and and sharing kind of your. I, th- I think these systems when entrepreneurs share them are, are so valuable because they typically have been wrestled with and, <laughs> and tested <laughs> and tweaked and uh, you know obviously everybody's going to make it their own, but uh, yes. I, you know, this is the kind of stuff you really can't find in. You know, an MBA book or class or something. So, uh, I appreciate you sharing.
1: Yeah, no, happy to, happy to. Yeah. Like you say, it won't all suit everyone, but I think, um, the thing that really excited me at Upreneur actually was just the fact that people were just, they were picking out the bits that really caught their imagination. They were using either the weekly plan or the daily plan or the board pack or the, or the, the themes. And it was just one bit that would help people go a little bit faster. Um, and that's great. That's job done.
0: Well, Colin, thanks so much. And, uh, if, if I don't, uh, See you before that. Maybe we'll see you again in London.
1: Indeed. Talk to you then.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media